Hello everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Heavy Debriefings Podcast. This is Josh Ronquist back with you for another show with a brand new interview, some stuff I've enjoyed, my mental health check-in, and of course the soundtrack for this week's show at the very end of the show. But as I did mention at first, what is that interview for this week? Well, it is with Nikki Law of Breaking the Law PR. Now, this is the rare occurrence where I'm talking to someone who doesn't actually play an instrument, who doesn't have a band, but is someone who's dedicated her life to being able to promote music in the best way that she can. And she's worked with some amazing, amazing labels over the years, including Century Media, Metal Blade, and now over the past year, has taken it upon herself to create her own PR firm, which is Breaking the Law PR. So in this interview, we talk about what it's like working with different bands, what it's like working with different labels, the music that she's looking for that she wants to be able to promote, and so much more. So without any further dilly-dally, here is my interview with Nikki Law of Breaking the Law PR. Oh, hey. Yeah. How are you? Hey, doing good. How are you doing? Good. It's uh, I think like a slower week, knock on wood, because uh, you know a lot of people are out at festivals. So <laughs> great time to catch up on things. How about you? Uh, uh, funny enough, I just got done uh, doing some interviews earlier today. So uh, this is the last one I got oh. going on today. But uh, wow. I'm, I've been really looking forward to this, and I'm so happy we can finally do this. Yeah, likewise. I feel like it's been a, a long time coming, and uh, thank you for your patience. <laughs> I know I've had like a lot of crazy things going on in my personal life, so yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. I I completely understand, and yeah, yeah, we we all got that stuff going on, especially with the all the stuff that you've been going on, uh, uh, you've been doing this year. Uh, you know, both professionally and your personal life. I mean, I can only imagine how hectic everything has been. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean, I just feel like my my husband and I, our approach is just to like rip the bandaid off, like get it over with. But we've just had so many back to back like home projects that we I like literally just wrapped up before my uh, parents moved into our house, which is another crazy thing. But then like that day, you know, the AC blows out, of course. I mean, I, I just feel like that sums up my year right now <laughs> on a personal level. Um, but yeah, I mean, work has been busy too. Uh, took a lot more work on this summer as well. So yeah, definitely can't say I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I imagine not. And but uh, you know, it's it. I do got to say that though. I mean, just to start with, like, I'm really proud of you to be able to see oh. that you've been going out on your own. I mean, I've I've known you for so long, and uh, you were instrumental in me being able to get my start like some of my first interviews i ever did were through you through all the different companies that you've been a part of and you've been a part of some amazing labels and pr over the years but the fact that you finally uh, took the plunge and decided to do this on your own and be able to cover such great bands across the heavy spectrum it's just it's so awesome to see that Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a journey. Um, I mean, 11 years going strong, you know. Um, But yeah, I definitely, I feel like every uh, step I've taken towards where I am now is, I mean, yeah, it's definitely like crucial to like help me build my own business. And um, again, like all the people along the way who I've met and, you know, work with like you, it's just, 
yeah, it made it so much easier to be freelance at this point. You know, it's like 10 years of relationship building. So yeah, it's been a wild ride. Oh, and I can definitely relate because back on August 2nd is, uh, was the, the very first time that I was ever doing any kind of radio, any kind of show, any kind of anything regarding music. So I'm, I also hit my 11th year this year doing anything music related. And uh, you've been along for the ride for me, you know, through the thick and mm-hmm. thin of it all through this time. And, you know, just like seeing the trajectories that we both had, you know, like uh, being able to keep in touch with each other, uh, being uh, you setting me up with some of my favorite shows I've ever been to some of my favorite interviews mm-hmm. I've ever done. Uh, I, I remember going to a Maryland Death Fest in 2015, and mm-hmm. uh, you set me up with so many great ones that happened there, including Bloodbath, who I just got done talking to earlier today. So it was kind oh, of full circle cool. when it came to that. <laughs> well, yeah, firstly, congratulations on uh, 11 years, too. I feel like there's actually a few of us where it's like, yeah, 11 years strong. <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, I love uh, helping people out, you know, and you've always been a great interviewer. So, yeah, of course, like I'd hook you up with, you know, any of my artists like back then and now. Um, and that's really cool about Bloodbath. I actually, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I would love to work with them, actually work with Nick again. Um, I'm sure you remember I also used to work with Paradise Lost, uh, one of my faves. So, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and you, you set me up with Paradise Lost as well, too, uh, over here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I was able to talk to uh, uh, Gregor, and, and it was it was so cool to be able to do that. And I'm just thinking about, like, all the opportunities that I got, uh, uh, thanks to you, and just, like, getting my name out there. And, um, you know, it's just, like, it, it helped me, like, insurmountably, like, all of, the, like, uh, the promotion that came from that and uh, getting to cover mm-hmm. shows, getting to do interviews and you know again just like the fact that um we're so like neck and neck of like when we started uh like you mentioned a lot of us hitting that 11 year mark and just seeing where we are now and and thinking about that as well too i mean obviously with uh everything that you've been a part of i mean what was it like to like finally decide to like break out on your own and start doing freelance uh, i mean it was definitely scary i mean you just you never know uh I mean, like I was trying to get like put feelers out there to a few like really close friends, um, you know, before I, you know, put in my two weeks and, you know, quit the company, quit Metal Blade and then went freelance. Um, But, you know, it was really, it was just really hard to tell um, because again, those are like my personal friends that I know would support me. Um, So it's just like without really asking a lot of people and knowing for sure that they're going to hire you, like once you do like a big jump like that, like will people still follow you? Will people support you? Um, so yeah, it was definitely, you know, stressful and, uh, you know, scary, I guess a little bit at first, but uh, you know, I figured I put in all these, uh, all these years building relationships with media and also bands, managers, like some people have to want to hire me, right? <laughs> like I've definitely had people like over the years say like, Oh, if, I, if you were freelance, I totally hire you. So you know, it's like, now it's like the test, like, will they actually hire me? And yeah, some people did. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, really humbling. And uh, I mean, it's been a great experience so far. Um, I definitely get to work with some of my old, like, favorites, and then new clients, and then things that are even metal. So um, yeah, I can't complain. It worked out really well. 
thankfully <laughs> knock on wood <laughs> oh, so, i mean that is just so cool and yeah i mean it's it's so important to be able to build up those working relationships you know friends family uh working relationships whatever the case is and, and the fact that you do such quality work and people do want to work with you really says a lot about the talents of what you can do the 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 labels the promotion the bands everything that you do and you're able to continue that on you know on your own really says a lot about what you're capable of well thank you yeah I mean uh, as I said I feel like you know all the experience that I had going into freelance really helps like as you said it's like I worked for two labels I've met a lot of people work with a lot of bands through that if I had only I don't know tried going freelance like two years in I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that would have worked out. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe it would have been the same, but uh, yeah, I'm really grateful for, yeah, I feel like it's paying off now, all the work I put in uh, those years. Oh, it's so great to hear that. And of course, uh, uh, the the name uh, as well. Like (laughs) if if there's any question on where you got the name from and uh, the great pun that comes (laughs) along with it, if you could explain it to anyone who did not get it, uh, where did you come up with the name for your PR? Well, I mean, actually I, to be fair, I was like talking to a few, again, my friends, um, you know, bouncing off these ideas of, you know, just me going freelance, but then also like what to name my company, like what the logo should look like. Uh, and there was definitely a few key people who helped, you know, kind of fine tune it. I mean, I think I can't remember how many names there were I was thinking of initially, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, Steve Joe at Prosthetic was the one who suggested Breaking Law PR, obviously a reference to the Judas Priest song, but also a reference to my last name. Uh, and, you know, I think it also what I like about it is that, you know, Breaking the Law, just looking at it. It's just like a phrase. It's like, okay, you're like breaking the law. Okay. I mean, a loose explanation as like, you're like thinking out of the box, like you're doing things creatively, not like literally breaking the law. I mean, I guess that was like my initial concern with that name. Actually. I love the Jews priest reference. I loved uh, the reference to my last name. I liked the general concept of thinking creatively, but I was actually worried that people would think it's like, like a PR company for like ex-cons or something (laughs) so uh but again like you know Steve came up with it I bounced off a few other people they all thought it was great and I was just like all right well I think this could work um so yeah that's where it came from that's the explanations uh I do also like that it's not like metalheads is like a a sign to them like okay this is like a metal PR company but to someone who maybe isn't in metal, it, it's not like overly metal to where they'd be scared away too. Cause I didn't really want that in case like I started branching out to like other music genres or things that aren't even music, you know? So it really, I think now looking back on it, it was for sure the right choice <laughs> for a list of reasons. <laughs> oh yeah. And I think it fits so perfectly for you too. I mean, you know, just like uh, being able to break out on your own, breaking uh, through working for uh, other companies under other different heads and you're able to do it yourself. You're able to work with all of these great bands. And I'm, I'm so curious to see what's going to be happening in the future too, because you have an amazing clientele already mm-hmm. and I know it's Thanks. just going to get bigger. Thank you. Yeah. I, I definitely have some cool stuff uh, that I'm trying to lock up for Q4 right now, but uh, there's definitely a big name in there. Um, just kind of waiting on an update before I announce it, but I imagine it'll be pretty soon. 
Uh, definitely got some cool things in the works for next year, but I mean, you know, I, I really like working, obviously those like marquee bands. I mean, that's also attracts business to me as well, but there's also some really cool, like unsigned or smaller labels uh, that I'm working with. So I like that mix. I think it's, you know, important, not just to only work like the biggest, like, <laughs> you know, it keeps me on my toes to also work like the smaller and like up and coming releases. I mean, Undeath was one of my best campaigns this year. That's their sophomore record, you know? So I love stuff like that too. Oh, totally. And with Undeath, I mean, I've seen nothing but universal praise for that album. And yeah. I've seen it like mm-hmm. regarded as like the best death metal album of the year. And the fact that you're behind mm-hmm. the press and being able to get the word out for such a great band and being able to take a band that was already on the rise and bringing them to another plateau mm-hmm. is so cool. Thank you. Yeah. I, I really love those guys. Love the campaign. I mean, still an ongoing campaign, obviously, but, uh, yeah, that initial push with the record, it was huge. I could, you know, I could just, when I got the record, actually, I just knew, I was like, this is going to be big. Like, it's just a really good record. It's just right at the right time. Like, these guys get it. But, uh, you know, it really took off in a big way that even I wasn't expecting, but very pleased. <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to that, um, that ongoing campaign. Oh, for sure. And, you know, the fact that the world is starting to open back up again as well, too. I mean, with it mm-hmm. being taken away from us for a couple of years and now like uh, slowly the festival circuit is going back in Europe. Uh, touring is starting to happen more. More albums are getting released on time. I mean, uh, give or take the vinyl releases, of course. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's so much that's going on right now. And the fact that you were able to break out on your own this year when everything is like slowly but surely getting back to normal, it seemed like perfect timing when it comes to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I was actually looking, you know, working at a label and looking at 2022 and I was like, you know, so last year I was thinking like next year is going to be bonkers. Like I could just see it. Like everyone's, you know, sitting on all these records People are waiting to tour again to release their records. Uh, you know, obviously the festivals were kind of in this weird flux last year. Um, so yeah, I did see all that and thought also, well, I feel like a lot of people are going to need publicists in 2022. <laughs> so this is a good time to, you know, go out on my own and, you know, see if it works. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. It was really good timing. Uh, although, you know, we're entering a very weird recession now as well. So I guess we'll see how, you know, that affects things. Um, but, you know, I have ideas to get through any dry spells or anything like that. I'm not like too worried. Let's put it that way. Oh, so glad to hear that. And, you know, yeah. And um, uh, alluding back to what you were just talking about a bit ago, you know, I, I love the fact that you do cover such a, a wide gamut of music as well, too. And it's what I love to do when I interview bands. Like, I love interviewing bands that are about to put out their debut album. I love interviewing bands that have been around for 40 years. Like, good mm-hmm. music is good music. And when you can work with good people and you're able to have that good relationship, whether, like, it's on my side and doing, like, interviews or if it's on your side and being able to help with press and get the word out for everybody you know it's just like when you're able to show off good music that you thoroughly enjoy and you're able to push it that much more I mean that's got to be satisfying in and of itself yeah definitely I mean I I feel lucky to have I, I mean I'm my business is like really referral driven so a lot of people are sent to me from other people who might know me or you know 
or maybe they stumble on, on some stuff I did online. Uh, you know, so I have a lot of people reaching out to me and I can kind of review, you know, and see like what like makes sense for me, like what I'm passionate about. And, you know, again, knock on wood so far, it's really been all projects that, I mean, I truly believe in. Uh, I think I can successfully work. I like the people I'm working with. I haven't, and I mean, I don't really want to do this in general, but I guess if I, you know, needed some work, like maybe I'd like compromise on one of those points, <laughs> but like, it really hasn't been that way so far, uh, which I love, you know, it's, it's different coming from a label where you have like this giant roster of clients. I mean, I mean, realistically, there's no one person who could say that they would love every single band on a huge roster of a label, right? That was definitely me. But now with a much tighter roster and like, because I'm just, you know, one woman company with like a little bit of part-time help. Um, yeah, I can be really selective and work all those like passion projects, which is what I got, why I got in this business in the first place. Right. So yeah, can't complain. Oh, definitely. So try not to peel too much behind the curtain, but I, but I am curious, like, uh, what is like the thought process of a band that you want to be able to start working with? Like, say like it's a, a band that you're, you haven't heard of, or you haven't worked mm-hmm. with before. Like, uh, what is the process behind that? Right. Yeah. So I actually, well, there's actually one client I'm taking on now for next year. So we just did this process where, uh, you know, they didn't really know me, uh, their label, you know, talked me up label also talked them up to me I listened to their you know debut record thought it was great but you know it's like I want to know the behind the record like the band the people involved um so we were just asking each other some questions over email um I really liked just everything about this this band or uh this like the main guy in the band uh we just really hit it off I feel like we're all completely on the same page um we're, you know we're exchanging a lot of ideas like that's all, those are the kind of things I'm looking for versus like someone who comes in and says like, okay, well, here's my record. Like, this is what I want. This is what I won't do. And it's like a giant list of like, I won't do all this, you know? Uh, I just want to work with people who, where it's more like collaborative and people who are open-minded to trying new things, because as you know, like press is constantly changing and the way people do it, right? Like used to be like all, I don't know, like phone calls or I guess like email interviews and now it's like a lot of video interviews. Not everyone's okay with that, you know, then that makes my job tougher. So yeah, I'd say like it's having that conversation up front and like getting a feel for each other that really helps me decide whether I want to take the project on or not. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. And I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up too. I mean, especially with how much press changes and everything. I mean, especially like over the pandemic and seeing how much like Zoom has replaced Skype for the oh, most yeah. part. And just Absolutely. like, you know, it's so like mm-hmm. some people still want to be able to use Skype. Some people want to be able to use Zoom, uh, you know, mm-hmm. phone calls or emails. And that's why I definitely try to like be as available to all these different options as possible, because mm-hmm. I never want to miss out on an opportunity to promote a band that I enjoy or I care about or hearing about for the first time just because I don't have the right platform oh exactly I I think that's really smart Um, I try and train all my clients to think the same way like yes like you need to have Skype I realize like you said that it's kind of gone by the wayside but it's still actually in Europe and UK some of the people over there 
it might only use Skype. Uh, I think also in Latin America, that's something I've run into. So maybe not so much in the U.S., but regardless, point is, is uh, you know, I like working with artists who are open-minded to any kind of platform because it does vary a lot. Um, there's also the people who, the media who hate Zoom and don't want to support Zoom. That's fine. But then they want to do like Discord or something else. <laughs> So uh, again, as long as the artist is open to it, I mean, most of these things are like easy to sign up for, or some of them you don't even have to sign up. You just literally click a link and you're, you know, it opens it up in your browser. You just start chatting away. Um, easy, right? So, um, but yeah, having an open mind as media and artists is key, 100%. Totally agree with you. Oh, yeah. And especially just like you said, when it comes to international as well, too, because like I've done everything from like WhatsApp to uh, Facebook Messenger to mm -hmm. uh, all, all these different ones. And like, like even like on Facebook Messenger, I remember like a, it was like a completely written where we're just going back and forth because their mic yep. was not audible. So we were <laughs> just like writing questions back and forth to each other. So, you know, there's so many variables that can come into doing press, uh, let alone like uh, at least back in the day, I'm not sure how it's uh, currently going right now, but like uh, doing on-site interviews, like uh, during shows mm -hmm. or festivals, you know, obviously the pandemic has uh, changed a lot of that, but there's so many variables that can come along with it. And you got to roll with those punches. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, yeah. As I said, I've been trying to train my own clients to like anytime media are like, well, we could have video on or we could just do audio. I'm like, let's do video. Because I'm just trying to train them now. It's like, you got to get used to this. This is the future. The future is now. And that's video, you know? <laughs> or, uh, you know, I mean, and it kind of helps with in-person interviews too, I think. It's like getting these people out of their comfort zone. I mean, yes, I would love to do emailers all the time too. But realistically, like most people want to watch video now. So we all need to adapt, get out of our comfort zones and just move on, you know, to like the, the latest thing. Oh, totally. And yeah, and that's one thing I've definitely learned uh, while I've been doing these interviews as well, too. I mean, especially when it comes to like press days and how busy it can get. And of course, like some of the press that uh, really likes to focus like on dirty laundry or asking questions that has nothing mm -hmm. to do with the latest material. I'm the kind of person that wants to be able to at least for like uh, the half hour that I get with them. I want to be I want them to be able to enjoy the experience as much as possible, like in um, you know, like if they're not comfortable talking as much, if they would rather do emails or something like that, like something that's very rewarding to me is like taking someone that's a really tired from a busy press day and half hour later, having them laughing and smiling and just enjoying the time that I had, because I know how much pressure there is to be able to promote yourself, being able to talk mm -hmm. to people, not knowing what the next question is going to be. But if I can just find a way to be able to promote a band or an artist that I care about and have them have at least a little bit of a good time while other things are going on i feel like i'm doing my job and i can help break them when it comes to uh other interviews as well too no absolutely i definitely think that you know getting an artist to have a good time and relax i mean that's really when you're going to get the best interview right so it's definitely a skill to like, get that out of an artist uh, especially after a long press day <laughs> and uh you know now that I'm doing interviews really for the first time, it's like, I can definitely relate and understand when, you know, you've got so many things going on and you have to like pull away to do an interview, you know, you might like be mentally distracted or, 
I don't know. Uh, and again, like I'm not a practice interviewer, you know, like some of these artists and, you know, you, you're kind of caught off guard when you're first starting to do interviews on like, you know, the questions that media usually ask. Um, but, you know, I think it's all good practice and uh, like a learning lesson. I mean, I'm even learning now, like trying to, I don't know, give a better interview, <laughs> uh, not like rehearsed answers, but just like, you know, I kind of anticipate what people will ask. So it's like, less anxiety for me <laughs> and uh i'm guessing that's what artists go through too so yeah it's definitely it's it's work for sure and uh yeah i think it's it's a great thing that you you strive to get like laugh out of them or like put them at ease after a long day so oh definitely and again you know just like everything that you were talking about i mean it it hits me as well too because when i first started doing this i had such a hard time being able to talk to anybody let alone being able mm -hmm. to talk to musicians that i admire and i kind of got thrown into the wolves when i first started doing this and like i i could just feel myself tense up i was constantly talking fast and I had to repeat myself. I had to do all these things, but you know, it's just like the more comfortable you get with it, the more that you do mm -hmm. the interviews, the more you do press, the more natural you feel. And instead of like feeling like you're doing an interview from my point of view, it's more of just having mm -hmm. a conversation rather than just asking illicit questions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing is like to be more comfortable, unless you're just like a very outgoing charismatic person. Um, if, if you're like that, then that's one thing. If you're not, then yeah, the only way to get better at it is really practice. Um, and again, that's why I try to like encourage people to get outside their comfort zone and do these things. And I do think that they find most of the time, you know, talking to people with, like you, that it is more like a conversation or a hangout and very low key, not this like robotic, like question answer and, you know, I don't, I also think a lot of people, I'm not going to say, well, I'll take that back. Uh, I think that most people I work with in media aren't like trying to trap an artist into like an awkward, like question and answer, you know, like you said, like digging up their past or, you know, controversial topics. I think most people are, most people I work with are respectful of that. And, uh, but again, that's something you learn once you start doing interviews, it's like, okay, they're not all out to get me. <laughs> like <laughs> this actually is pretty, pretty easy. It's, very chill. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And that, I've always tried to be that way too. Like if I'm taking on an interview, if I get an opportunity, if I send in a request or if I get asked to do an interview, I want to be able to enjoy the experience as much as possible. And I want them to enjoy it as much as well too, because there's so much negativity in the world mm. right now. If I can just bring like a, an X amount of time to just be able to talk about brand new music, talk about some positive stuff that's going on, you know, whether it's upcoming touring or a new release or anything to look forward to in the future, or any kind of anecdotes or side stories that happen in the casual conversation. I'm, I'm happy to share that so much more than anything else that could just like lead to some like dirty laundry clickbaits or anything mm -hmm. like that. Because I reward, I, I feel rewarded when I can have like those real conversations instead of the robotic questions and answers. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, uh, you know, I had like an artist recently go like, well, I don't, you know, like they have a lot of anxiety about interviews and just saying the wrong thing. Or again, like media, like trapping them essentially into making like some headline worthy quote. And I said, I was like, look, what is the benefit for these people to do that? Like, I mean, some of these people are like have huge followings, whether they're like YouTubers or like, 
you know, some of the biggest metal blogs, it's like, you know, if they do something wrong or they step out of line, like the first thing I'm going to do is like come down on them. And then also tell all of my publicist friends, you know, it's, there's really no, again, by this point, it's like, I worked with a lot of these people for 10 years. I know who they are and I just don't see them pulling like a 180 and doing something like that because there's really like, they would just be like cut off, you know, like on a blacklist after that. Or like, I would definitely personally want to set up any interviews with them, you know? So I think most people just, yeah, want to have a, like a casual conversation at this point. Um, I'm not going to say everyone, but, <laughs> uh, you know, but again, like most people I work with. So um, yeah, thank you for being one of those. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, um, you know, yeah. building artist confidence back up so, in, in interviews. So yeah, definitely. And I'm I'm so glad that you're mindful of that as well too. I mean, again, it shows like how much pride and effort that you really put into what you do and the fact that you are able to branch out on your own and start collecting this amazing clientele that you have and which I know is only going to get bigger as time rolls on and the fact <laughs> that you have that mindset about like uh, wanting to set up artists and bands with a uh, press for the the right reasons the right people whether it's uh covering a show on site whether it's a blog whether it's uh any kind of show on youtube whatever the case is i mean working with the right people in all facets it's so important and the fact that you are mindful of that i mean it's it's incredible to see that that is true thank you yeah i mean as i said i've you know worked really hard over the years i've made a lot of relationships uh I'm not going to say like I'm an expert publicist, but I definitely think I know what I'm doing, you know? Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I try to, I, I think it's also just a balancing act. It's like, I want to make the artists uh, happy. Right. But it's also like, I, I also have responsibility to the media too. So it's, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to like line up situations where media are happy, band are happy. Like it's a win for everyone. So <laughs> That's my goal anyway. Oh, absolutely. So thinking about that as well, too, I mean, uh, depending on who gets to check this out and they're hearing about you for the first time or just realizing that uh, you are you broke it on your own with breaking the law, like where can people contact you for potential information to start working with you? Uh, well, you can hit me up on Instagram or Facebook at uh, breaking the law PR. Uh, there's also my email, very good with emails, uh, Nikki at breakingthelawpr.com. Uh, all that's on my Instagram and Facebook. So yeah, I'd say that, that that would be the best place to reach me. I do not have a website at this moment. I just have a link tree. So, um, But yeah, I, I feel like most people, well, not most people, a lot of people definitely have websites now, um, but there's still like this like younger movement that's using Linktree. So I don't know, like I'm, I'm actually, maybe you can answer this for me. Like, what do you think? Should I get a website? Is Linktree enough? Social media enough? I don't really know. I feel like there's like different ways of thinking about that. There is. And, you know, I've been thinking about this as well too, because like uh, this year, uh, just like a, a few months back, I actually started up Linktree where I have uh, links to everywhere you can check out my show, all right. the interviews mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I still have 
uh, my original website as well too because i have a link to all of my interviews that i've done audibly or if they're in uh written form i also have that up on the web on the website as well too but you know it's like i imagine like in in your case like as long as you have like a links to who you're working with or if you have some kind of like a like maybe like a free blog site or something like that where you can have like a list of the clientele that you work with or something like that that might be a good way to go about it yeah, I mean, I've definitely thought about it. like it's like when people say like, well, where can we find you? I mean, having a website would definitely, you know, be the easiest way to promote that. Um, but then again, like, yeah, I mean, it's just another thing to update or maybe potentially like have I'd have to like get a web guide to you know deal with that. So I'm just like, is that even necessary at this point, or is it like fairly easy to find people on social media? and look at their link tree i mean i don't know when i talk to older artists they're like what's a link tree and i'm like okay maybe i should get a website <laughs> i don't know no, it's, it's a transitional <laughs> phase right now it, i mean i think yeah. there's there's mm -hmm. still the people that love looking at websites there are the people who like looking at uh, social media and then, then there's the people who like looking at the short form social media you know like tiktok or something like that so yeah mm -hmm. you know it's just like there's so many different ways to go about it and you know it it, it can be hard, especially when I know you're doing so much uh, yourself, like uh, you're, you're just mm -hmm. trying to think about yeah. all the right <laughs> things that you're trying to do. And it can it can be very overwhelming. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I would love to spend more time posting things on my socials just to get followings there and then potentially attract more clients. But I mean, that's a job in itself. So and again, like the whole website, that's like something I've just put on the back burner because I'm just trying to focus on you know, more day-to-day -day things with my business. Uh, and I'm also training someone part-time. It's just, yeah, it's a lot. So I feel like unless you have like a multi-person company, you really got to focus on like, what's like the, I don't know, like easiest way to, to go about this. The, the, you know, it isn't a ton more work, you know, um, like I'm not a web person. So <laughs> I want to just focus on PR. Um, yeah. Anyway. Oh, so yeah. no website, <laughs> link tree, <laughs> link tree for now. And, and there's oh. nothing wrong with that. And yeah, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm using link tree myself now. And uh, like, uh, I don't even put up like my individual links anymore. Like um, every week when I'm promoting my show, I put up the link tree and then have people like I uh, click yeah. the link and then everything's right there as well. Like all the social media, all the links to all the different podcasts forms that you're able to go to i mean it's 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 very convenient and you know it's like there's pros and cons to everything but you know yeah, the fact that you are that. able to focus like on one thing especially with like newer bands that are looking for uh you know some kind of representation of some kind like they could see that link tree and think that is the right way to go so i'm glad you're exactly that. yeah that's that's the other argument i was like asking some people i'm like well i think that probably younger clients would look at it and be like okay she knows what she's up to like she has a link tree not a website but you know maybe having both is good <laughs> um i don't know it's just something i think about sorry i feel like i completely derailed this question <laughs> i'm just supposed to be like promoting my business into like <laughs> like link tree versus website but anyway um <laughs> well it's it's actually a good conversation to have too because you know it's just like there there could be a band thinking about this themselves like do we need a band website or do we right. just put up a, mm -hmm. a band link tree you know it's like it works in so many ways i know yeah i definitely work with people who have massive followings on all these different platforms they don't have a website. I mean, some do, uh, but I'm thinking one right now just has a link tree. So 
don't know. I guess you could go both ways. Uh, or I guess it depends like what you're like, who you're trying to reach. Um, yeah, I don't know. A debate for another time. We should do a, a link tree versus website roundtable. <laughs> and welcome back to the Heavy Debriefings podcast. You just got done hearing my interview with Nikki Law of Breaking the Law PR. Now, in something that is very special for this show, I am actually going to be doing a separate playlist showing off some music that she is currently covering. And I will have a link to that because I'm still working out the finer details of what bands and songs I'm going to be showing off for that. But I am going to be doing that and including it in the link of the show along with the normal soundtrack to this week's show. So you're getting double the music this time around and I hope you enjoy it. I do apologize if my voice is off a little bit this week. I'm not sure if it really is, because, you know, when you listen to your own voice, you always think it sucks. But just in case it is a little off this week, I do apologize. I woke up today and I am completely congested and I'm trying to power through this the best I can. The main reason I'm going for it right now is because it feels like everything is in my nose, not my throat, so I can actually talk. I mean, if I was completely raspy and stuff like that, I can always tell that, and I would probably have to delay the show, but thankfully, that is not the case this time around. So, let's get into some stuff that I've been enjoying over the past week. I'm gonna start with gaming this time around, where this time around, I finished up Gears of War 4 and 5 from the last time I did this show, and I was left feeling... I, uh, uh, disappointed. Yeah. Disappointed is the right word. They were fun to play, they were fun to shoot, they were fun to do all that stuff, but like the story and all of the stuff where it really, really feels like the they did do that change from single player and more of the multiplayer focus is is so apparent in Gears of War 4 and Gears 5 that it took things away from me personally, and I saw that Gears of War 5 has some microtransaction crap going along with it, so that also just left a better taste, bitter taste in my mouth. So, yeah, just not what I was hoping for, but they were fun to play. Just everything else around it, not my bag. But if you ever thought of it as like a Halo knockoff, which it's not, I would still recommend checking, checking them out because the fun factor's there. And the graphics look pristine, especially in Gears 5. But just don't look too much into it if you're looking for, like, story. And know that it's more multiplayer-focused and they care way more about the multiplayer than they do the actual campaign. But another game I've been playing over the last couple days is one that came out back in 2019 that I just discovered thanks to a PlayStation sale, so... Yeah, I switched back over to the PS5, and I am playing a game called Freedom Finger, which is a bullet hell game. I don't play too many bullet hell games, but this one really caught my attention because it has a really cool soundtrack with some bands that I I do enjoy, like Red Fang and Power Trip. And it's also making fun of the American war mentality that we have to go to space to destroy all of these different countries and then you start uh, killing aliens and I don't want to give everything away but it is a hilarious game and especially if you are of the left persuasion like I am 
or even if you're on the right persuasion and you're able to have a sense of humor about yourself, there's a lot to enjoy. And it was only six bucks, including taxes. It was only like six bucks. And it's got like over 40 levels, 40 different songs included with it uh, a really stellar voice cast a uh, bender from futurama's in it yeah i i'm thoroughly enjoying it it gets harder and harder as you progress like i'm having some uh, like it was really fun to begin with but it is getting harder and i do like that because it, it it's challenging me and i appreciate that uh, but the story's so much fun the music's great uh has a bit of a like a cartoon look to it like it literally looks like a cartoon playing in front of you while you're controlling it yeah if you got six dollars and 40 cents i think it was all together roughly if you don't want to waste that somewhere else check out freedom finger it's pretty friggin funny now, as far as movies going on, uh, actually, later today, I am going to see the uh, a theatrical viewing of the anthology Trick or Treat, which has been around since, like, 2007 or so, but I've never actually personally seen it. I know of it, and looking more into it and knowing it's, like, a horror anthology film, that's right up my alley, so I'm very excited to go see that in a few hours. But for stuff that I've actually seen, I saw a new horror movie that's going a little bit under the radar, but is very much worth checking out, called Barbarian. It stars Bill Skarsgård and Justin Long, and unfortunately I'm forgetting the main character's real name. Uh, again, as you know how I do this, I like doing this off the cuff, off the top of my head, and I have nothing prepared ahead of time, so... I apologize for that, but it's a very small cast, and it's funny. It's got some of the most brutal death scenes that you're going to see in a mainstream horror movie. And it's the kind of movie that will truly, truly make you think. I don't want to go into any further detail than that. Because if you go see it, whether you go see it while it's still in theaters, or if you go see it on demand, or if it's streaming, or whatever your bag is. It's the kind of movie where the less you know about it going in, the better the payoff will be. And it's much more enjoyable if you have absolutely no idea what the story's actually about. Trust me, it's worth it that way. But I highly recommend checking it out. It's uh, perfect for this time of year. I know everyone's going ape poopy right now over Halloween and all the horror stuff that's going on. And, you know, it's I have two sides to that. There's the side of me that's like, well... You're an adult. Most of the people that I see excited about October being Halloween month and stuff like this. You can watch horror stuff. You can buy horror stuff. You can dress up as any costume you want to. Any character you want to. You can go to parties. You can get candy. You can do all this stuff any time of the year. It doesn't have to be October. Just because Halloween happens at the end of October doesn't mean that you can't enjoy the stuff you enjoy all year round. But it really comes off as people think they can't for some reason. Or they really have to push it down your throat. Whereas I just feel that you should enjoy it anytime you want to. There's nothing stopping you. But then again, I also flip the coin and I do see it from another aspect where it's like, it's something for people to look forward to every year. It's another reason for them to keep trying. And if they can spend a month in the crappy world that we currently live in right now, being able to enjoy horror stuff and be able to celebrate it with other people like that, let them. Yeah, just let them. And finally, it's time for my mental health check-in. And I hope you're holding up the best that you can. You know, things still suck. They really do. 
but it feels weird for me to say this, but I actually had a full week outside of having a really bad canker sore back on Tuesday, and outside of the congestion that I'm currently feeling right now, I'm actually mentally doing pretty okay, which feels weird for me to say because I'm so used to feeling down and depressed and having really bad dark thoughts where none of that is happening right now. I just feel okay, and I like that. It's not the best. I'm sure for the average person it would still be considered, like, depression and something worth checking in on, but for me right now, like, I'm doing better than I have before. And, you know, last week I was feeling a lot more uh, chipper about it because, you know, it's like I woke up feeling good and I'm still feeling that way a week later. It's an odd feeling for someone like me, but I really love the fact that I've had a week where I can feel pretty good. And even if it all ends later today or sometime this week and I start falling back down that well of depression, at least I know I could do it for a week, which means I can do it again, which I think is something that anyone struggling right now could use that benefit of realizing, where if you've had good days before, if you had good periods before, you know, whether it's hours, days, weeks, months, whatever the case is, if you've done it before, it can happen again. And that's what I'm hoping for myself, like, will life be able to give me two weeks in a row? Is everything going to go to crap later today? I don't know. But at least I know for a week, as of me recording this, I'm doing really good. And I hope next week, where I hope I have some stuff for next week, st still currently lining up interviews for next week, there's potentially two that's going to be going on, but... With that, if they don't happen, I might not have a show next week, and I'll be sure to alert social media about that, but it seems like those interviews are going to happen, so I think everything would be going in the right direction, and yeah, I'm just, I'm very happy to see the way things are going right now. For me, I know there's a lot of bad stuff going on around the world right now. You know, like, uh, pick a country, pick an area of the world, there's something terrible happening right now, but, you know, like, if you can just, like, focus on yourself for a little bit, you know, just building up that foundation of who you are and being able to have that house feeling, you know, it's like you're the foundation of the house, and then everything else that you're able to build up is things that make that house your life. And you gotta make sure the foundation's okay or else everything's gonna collapse. So make sure you're okay first and be able to move forward. You know, obvious exceptions apply, but you know, if you can, just keep working on yourself. And who knows, one day, possibly just like I have, you'll be able to wake up one day and things don't feel as bad. Like, I didn't change anything. I didn't do anything different. I just woke up one day and felt better. And you might too. I'm really hoping that for you because I never want anyone to feel as crappy as I normally do. So, you know, over the, over the coming week, just if you find any cracks in your foundation, do what you can to seal them up. Or at least pinpoint what the problem is and be able to go on from there. It's better than nothing, at least it's something. And as I said last week, and I'll say it again, if I can start feeling a little bit better, of all people, if I can start feeling a little bit better, so can you. I am now going to take a few minutes to be able to make the soundtrack for this week's show, episode 28 for October 3rd, 2022. Although it's going to be instantaneous for you. It's going to be a few minutes for me. I'll be right back with the Heavy Debriefings Podcast. And welcome back to the Heavy Debriefings Podcast, where I'm just about to talk about the soundtrack for episode 28, part 1, for October 3rd, 2022. Now, like I mentioned before, there will be a part 2 for the soundtrack, which will be coming out later this week featuring 
some songs and bands covered by Nikki Law of Breaking the Law PR. She covers so much ground, I wanted to be able to show off an entire soundtrack playlist dedicated to her work, whereas this one is just dedicated to some great music overall. And starting it off, since I did talk about the game Freedom Finger, Miles will go with the first song for the first level that you'll hear in the game from the band Red Fang off their self-titled album with the song Prehistoric Dog. Then we got some new Devin Townsend with Call of the Void. I am so curious to see what Lightwork has to offer at the end of the month. Then a newer band that I've discovered called Darkest Era off the brand new album Wither on the Vine with their song known as A Path Made of Roots. Then we get just a little bit darker from there with the band Obsidious and the brand new single Lake of Afterlife. Then we get Nice and Evil with Goat Whore with the new single Born of Satan's Flesh. Then a band that I just discovered this morning while I was checking out music, a band known as Ulth off their brand new album None Shall Escape Death and the song known as Cruel Follower. Then we get into some black metal with the band Storm Ruler with the brand new single Internal Fulmination of the Grand Deceivers. Then in a band that I completely apologize for not being able to get the band name right, I'm just a stupid American, Tunguska with the title track off their brand new album Dark Woods. Then we get into some black gaze with the band Toad Eater off their brand new album Bexati and the song known as Molten Gold. Then of course why not end everything that you just heard with some nice death doom from a band known as Deep Memories. And off their brand new album Why Do We Suffer we have the very eerie title Please do not close the coffin. And that is the soundtrack for part one of this soundtrack for episode 28 soundtrack for October 3rd, 2022. If you want to check this out, it is up exclusively on Spotify. Just search my name, Josh Runquist, J-O-S-H space R-U-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T. Or hopefully you listen to the bands and songs that I just mentioned and you'll check them out on your platform of choice. And of course, look on social media later this week where you'll be able to check out some great songs and bands from the Breaking the Law PR soundtrack that I'm putting together for part two of this soundtrack, which will also be up on Spotify. So make sure to click that link or just check out the songs on your platform of choice. I am currently losing my voice. You can possibly hear me squeaking, so I think that's my sign that I need to forge towards the sunset right now, and I thank you very much for tuning in and checking out episode 28 of the Heavy Debriefings podcast. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Nikki Law of Breaking the Law PR, and if you are a band of a reasonable level and you are looking for someone to handle your press relations, I highly recommend Nikki. She does one hell of a job and hopefully tune in next week where i'll hopefully have another new episode i'm assuming i will because i do have a couple interviews that are being lined up this week so i think that should take care of everything so i don't have to take a week off even though my voice currently says maybe i should take a week off but that's neither here nor there make sure to check me out on social media for facebook twitter instagram and youtube all under the name heavy debriefings except for twitter where i'm not even gonna promote the heavy debriefings twitter since that gets zero traction just follow me at that drummer guy one if you want to follow me on twitter that drummer guy one and of course check out that for all of your heavy debriefing needs including 845 brand new interviews And this is the fading voice of 
Josh Runquist for the Heavy Debriefings Podcast saying, I need to rest up my voice. I'll see you next week. See ya.